This is Apostle Keith Brooks. Once again, we give you praise, our God, our Father. We thank you for another day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, listen, beloved, we have a minister on the line, Minister Franklin. Are you on the line this morning? Yes, sir. God bless you. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. God bless you. Thank you, Apostle. Good morning. This is Minister Mia Franklin. bring you greetings from... Beulah First Missionary Baptist Church in Detroit. I thank God for Apostle Brooks allowing me this opportunity to speak to you this morning as well as to my own pastor who gives me his blessings whenever it is God's will that I speak his word. I am coming from 1 Samuel chapter 5 this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 5. And while you're looking, I'll begin to pray. Father God, we come right now thanking you for your people this morning. Give them ears to hear and hearts to receive. Give them minds to understand, Father God, that your will is what we should be doing, and we are to do it to glorify you in Jesus' name. Lord, have your way in me, that they will hear your voice through me. They will feel your power in your presence in Jesus' name. That we won't just be hearers of your word, but we will be doers of your word. That we will walk circumspectly, always doing what you have called us to do the way that you want us to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. First Samuel chapter 5, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 5 and then verse 11. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into house, the house of Dagon. And set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod until this day. Verse 11. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go again to his own place. Send away the ark of the God of Israel, and let it go again to his own place, that it slay us not and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city, and the hand of God was very heavy there. The subject the Spirit gave me for this was everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. Everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. Some time ago in um, my place of worship, I preached a sermon that was titled, What is Your Position? Get in it. And in that sermon, the Lord had me talk about how many of us 
know what our spiritual gifts are, yet we are not using them the way that God wants us to. And in some instances, we're using, we're not using them at all, which means we are in the wrong position. As a visual during this sermon, I used the Mr. Potato Head where the parts of his body were in the wrong places. The feet were where the hands should be, the eyes were where the nose was supposed to go, and then the ears were where the feet should have been. This caused Mr. Potato Head to look strange. When we're not in a position that God has placed us to be where he wants us to be, we cause the body of Christ to look strange. As Christians, when we're not in the right place and the body of Christ looks strange, then we cause Christ to look strange to those who are looking on us. And then we sit around and we wonder why more souls aren't being saved and we wonder why our prayers aren't take, are taking so long to be answered. When we aren't where God designed us to be, functioning the way that he created us to function, then God can't get his blessings to us. He is not a God of confusion. So until we get out of someone else's position and get where we are supposed to be, God cannot and will not move on our behalf individually. He won't move in our families. He won't move in our church families. I said all of this to say that in verse in First Samuel chapter 5, the Philistines had captured the ark of God and they put it next to Dagon in Dagon's house. Ashdod was one of the five chief cities of the Philistines. And the word Ashdod means a stronghold or a fortress. Dagon was one of the pagan gods. He was the father of Baal. He was a fish god. And the way that Dagon looked was that he had the head, and head, chest, and arms of a man. But from the waist down, he was a fish. And if you wanted a visual, you can say that Dagon was a merman, which is the the male form of a mermaid. And this is a figure that they worshipped. In 1 Samuel 5, the people of Ashdod, the Philistines, thought they could put the ark of God in the same position, in the same place, in the same house as a pagan god. And then when they woke up the next morning, they went into this house of Dagon, Dagon had fallen over, face down, as if it was worshiping the ark of God. So like anyone else, when you, pick, when you come into your house and you see things out of place, you pick it up and you put it back where it belongs. Why? Because just like our houses, everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. And then they walked out, and then the next day they came back, and this time Dagon had fallen over in front of the ark of God again, yet it had broken. The head and the arms had detached, had broken off from the body of Dagon. And as we read in the scriptures, this is why it says it was at the doorway, the threshold of the house of Dagon. So when these pagan worshipers go into this house until this day, they don't step on the threshold. They leap over it because of what the ark of God had done to Dagon. 
So instead of turning to God, they continue to worship this pagan God. What God wants us to understand from this is not only that he is a jealous God and he will not share his place with anyone or anything, he wants us to know that there are some things in our life that shouldn't be there. He's knocking these things down. He's making them bow down before him as in worship, yet we keep picking them up, trying to make them equal to God. Our place is not always God's place for us. Where we are is not always where God wants us to be. There are some things in our life that God wants us to realize that he's moving out of the way to make room for himself. But because we want those things in our lives, we continue to pick them up and put them back next to God, making them equal to him. We have a choice to obey or to disobey. We have a choice whether we want to put God first in our lives or not. God can reign in our life if we just allow him to, when we allow him to come in. Will you allow him in your life to reign, to give your will to him, or will you put something in place that you want to be right next to God, equal to him? As God is removing some things in some people's life that shouldn't be, you keep chasing after those things. You keep picking them up, and you keep standing them upright, saying that it's okay for them to be there because. Your because may be because you think it's God's will for your life to minister to them. You may think that it's your will that you are supposed to help them. You may think it's God's will that you pray for them, but God is telling you it's not your position. It's not your place to do it. Everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. God has already said and he's already showed you that that person, that that situation was wrong for you and he has removed it, let it stay gone. Because we keep trying to put these broken pieces back together and keep them around around us, God has afflicted us like he did in verse 11 and the few verses before in 1 Samuel 5 that I didn't read. So I encourage you to read those entire 11 chapters where you see that the people, the men, the people of Ashdod, those Philistines were afflicted with tumors and they had become sick. And then they realized that they needed to get rid of the ark of God because it was not helping them. It was hindering them. It was causing them to be sick because they were making it equal with these things that were not supposed to be equal with the one and true God. Your affliction may not be as tumors as these people of Ashdod, but the tumors aren't always physically visible, but they come in the form of sickness and disease. They come in the form of lack. They come in the form of disappointment and discouragement. They come in the form of anything negative that you are trying to put in your life, making it equal with God, putting it next to God in your life. Until you truly believe that God cannot and will not reside in an unclean temple, he will not bless you. As long as you are trying to put other things and people on his level, he will continue to afflict you. Just as you clean up your physical house, 
your spiritual house needs cleaning. You clean your spiritual house by repenting and asking God to show you what needs to be thrown away, what relationships you need to cut off, what habits you need to break, what jobs you need to walk away from so that the one true and living God can be the only one on the throne of your life. Like the meaning of Ashdod, these are strongholds in your life. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When those things fall over in your life, that is God showing you that he is pulling those down. We have the power through Christ to pull down some strongholds in our life. When you pull down things, it takes some strength and it takes some force. This means pulling some things down in your life may not be easy, but it's not impossible as long as you use the word of God. Everything does have a place. And, yes, there is a place for everything. However, we need to make sure that as things are being put in our lives at their places, and those things are the will of God for our lives and that they're not trying to take the place of God, that we're not trying to make them equal with God in our lives. Because he sits high and looks low, his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. There is none like him in heaven or in earth. And we must give him all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor that is do him. Father, I come in the name of Jesus, praying that your people have heard your word, that they will understand and that they will do a spiritual house cleaning so that you can rule and reign in them physically and spiritually, allowing you to have your way, that they will speak life and not speak negativity, and they will see the manifestation of your blessings In Jesus' name, as they clean up their house, allowing you to move in, around, and through them. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, saints of the Lord. There is nothing we can say nor add because everything has a place. Every place, everything has its place, and everything has its place. And guess what, beloved? We have our place. I love what the worm of God said because, listen, we all have a position. The hands will do what it's supposed to do and the feet does what it's supposed to do. The body of Christ will walk in circumspectly unto God. Hey, listen, beloved, that is the word of the Lord. This is Apostle Keith Brooks. Let's bless our God today. Let's pray one for another. This is the position that the body of Christ should take. His intercessors, let the incense of God go up for one another. That's talking to our God and our Father. Hey, beloved, this is the day God has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. I love you. Pray one for another. I'll speak with you on Thursday morning. God's willing. I love you. God bless you. Have a blessed day.